So good evening, everyone. Broadcasting live sometime in February, February 5th, 2016. So a couple of announcements. Well, one announcement that one big announcement. I'd say there is a uh, fundraising campaign up, which is, well, I can't talk too much about it. I can't get involved with fundraising except to say that, um, except to say what? Uh, that if we have the support, we'll keep doing this. Uh, if we don't have the support, well, I might have to head back to uh, Stony Creek or Thailand, or maybe I'll just go back to Sri Lanka, live in the cave somewhere. That was the other announcement was, we got some visitors, aliens, foreigners. Uh, that's Pat, wait, wait, that's Patrick. And that's Thomas. They're in meditation. That's why they look so somber. Meditation makes you suffer. Don't they look like they're suffering? Meditation is a very terrible thing. Brings out the worst in people. It actually does, you know. Really brings out the worst in people brings it out and throws it out and gets rid of it. Apropos of the quote tonight, or the quote is apropos. I don't know how they, that works. Tonight's quote is, it's a nice Pali quote. It's very quotable. This is something you could quote the Buddha as saying. Where is it? Let's find the Pali. Jitta Sangile Sabhikave Sata Sangile Santi. Jitta Vodana Jitta Vodana Sata Visunjanti. When the mind is defiled, beings are defiled. Beings will be defiled. Jitta when the mind is cleansed, Sata Visujanti, beings are purified. Purification is in the mind. So it may seem kind of trite or or obvious to a Buddhist. But there's a couple of important uh, implications to this verse. And the first is sort of a attack on the concepts of purity in other religions. In the time of the Buddha, they would, well, even today, they bathe in the river, in the Ganga River. 
in India, thinking that it's going to purify them. It's the idea of purification in Hinduism. Or it's one idea, not the idea, but a lot of people think that. So they take treks up to the mountains, to the source of the Ganga Nadi, the river Ganges, as it's, the Brits called it. Thinking that it would purify them. It was like that, it was that way in the Buddha's time, and even today there's this idea that it purifies. In other religions, in many religions, there's the idea that purification comes from God. And purification comes through prayer. Purification comes through ritual. The idea that there are certain acts you have to perform to become purified. Some religions are about um, purification of water, purification of smoke, and, you know, many different kind of ways of purification. Some religions or religious movements believe through torturing yourself, that's what leads to purity. All these different ideas, but no, the, so this is a big thing that the Buddha was addressing was, no, it's the mind. The mind is what purifies beings. So that's the obvious one, that's what we often hear talked about, but I think you, a more important implication of this, what it's, at, what it's saying, is that being, the being, is dependent on the mind, not the other way around. The mind doesn't come from the being, the being comes from the mind. Mark that well, that's important. So ordinary thinking is uh, who you are determines your mind state. An angry person gets angry. Why? Because they're an angry person. It's sloppy thinking, but we fall into it quite easily. I have, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. I don't agree with it, really. I, just off the top of my head, it sounds wrong. I know Alcoholics Anonymous is big in this identifying yourself as an alcoholic kind of understand the rationale behind it, but there's something there that's a little bit, I don't know, I don't want to go attacking what, what appears to be a really good uh, addiction counseling service, but I'm not convinced that it's entirely perfect. I mean, hey, I bet meditation would be a really good addiction service. Can't say that. Hmm. I don't know off the top of my head of any alcoholics who came and gave it up through meditation. I do remember one guy, um, after he finished his course, wearing white clothes in Thailand, <clears throat> went down into the village and ordered three beers. <laughs> I mean, it seems kind of, you know, so what? But, well, he just finished an entire meditation course and he was still wearing his white clothes. And so there I am, up, I am up on the mountain in the meditation center, and someone comes to me and says, one of your meditators snuck out to go get drunk. <laughs> and he was still staying with us, is the thing. He had given up 
eight precepts, so he was on five precepts, and he didn't understand that five precepts is, I mean, the point being you're staying with us, and oh boy, did I tear into it. <laughs> and you know, what his, you know what his response was, what his defense was? Well, I ordered six beers, but I only drank three of them. <laughs> he really thought that was that, and he didn't realize that not drinking alcohol was part of the five precepts, which is probably my fault. You know, shows lack of, of instruction. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm hoping that that's not a. I mean, it's kind of a sh kind of shameful to know that someone who finishes our course is still going to go out and drink. Shouldn't happen like that. I mean, I would defend, the defense would be some people slip through the cracks. But I would, I would argue that it's probably a pretty, you know, why wouldn't it be? <clears throat> but anyway, I'm totally off track there. Apologize. The point I was trying to make was that our, our state of being, who we are, quote unquote, is based simply and solely on the habits that we form, not on some predetermined genetic, etc., etc., state of of being. You know. It's all habitual. It's all habits. It's artifices, artificial. So, if you say you're an angry person, what that means is you've developed over time a habit to get angry. If you're an addicted person, well, you've cultivated addiction, and uh, by the by, that very nature, by that very fact, uh, the habits can be unlearned. You can can head in the other direction. You could argue it gets more and more difficult the more you get uh, addicted or more more deeply ingrained the habit becomes. And I'd agree with that for sure. It doesn't mean it's who you are. The mind comes first. The mind precedes all things. It's just a matter of what you're working for. So if you want to talk about why we are the way we are, we start with the mind. We start with the habits that we cultivate. And so meditation is just another habit. We're cultivating a wholesome habit a habit of objectivity, a habit of mental clarity. That's how you should look at it. It's not magic. It's not like you can count up how many hours you've done and, and somehow have that mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. All that means anything is how, uh, how, how often, how frequently, and how clearly you're able to set your mind. So every moment that your mind is clear, you're cultivating that habit of clarity. Every moment you're objective, you're cultivating objectivity. Every moment you're in reality, you're cultivating an awareness of reality. And that's habitual. It, over time, begins to erode other habits, begins to take their place. And the power of it leads to understanding. We start to see things clearer, and that understanding works to erode, to weaken bad habits that are based on misunderstanding. Because when you understand that something's wrong, 
when you used to think it was right. Well, that changes everything. Many habits don't arise. When when a person becomes a sotapanna, there are certain habits that just get cut off from wisdom. But until that point, we're building habits. We're building up purity of mind to the extent that we can let go. So the extent that we can yeah, slip through the cracks. You know? So not clinging on to everything. Let go and, and out to Nibbana. Nirvana. Once you've seen Nirvana, game changer. At that point, uh, habits disappear. The 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 the, the uh, residual residue of them, physical residue and so on, chemicals in the brain that, that are associated with anger or addiction will still be there. But the mental aspect isn't there. So, so that's the, the second point is just that uh, the being isn't the one that holds our defilements or our problems. It's the mind, and, the, and they're just mind states. All problems, depression, anxiety, can all be distilled down to mind states. Even schizophrenia, bipolar, all these things can be, in the end, separated out into physical states and mental states that arise and cease often incessantly but uh, so people would argue that's not a habit um, the only way you can say it's not a habit is if you follow sort of modern thinking that um, life starts at conception that birth creates mind not mind creates birth so Buddhism doesn't think that Buddhism claims that mind creates birth not the other way around. And so something like, as I was thinking, just think I was just talking about last night, the, the mind creates schizophrenia, it's a habit. So based on some bad habits, somehow. Yeah. So that's all, a little bit of, um, I wanted to get Robin on here, so she's on here now. Um, See if I can patch you into the audio. Let's see. Elsa capture from Okay, Robin, are you there? I'm here, Soti Bante. Hi. So you are now on. Are you responsible for this new campaign, this new thing on you caring? Yes. Oh, I started working on the new campaign, but I didn't even release it yet. Oh, <laughs> oops. Well, I just released it for you. <laughs> oh, okay. It said it's live. It, I just got an email saying it's live. Oh, that's I, right. I, I guess that's why I wasn't informed about it because it's still in the works. It's well, still in the works. So. It has it has no pictures on it or anything yet. No, it doesn't have any pictures. It I was going to say. Pictures and the, suggest them to put some pictures on it. It was real. I'm sorry. It was really just in progress. Completely in progress. Well, 218 people have seen it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> 
one person's already shared it. So it's going viral. Okay. Well, we'll get some pictures up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe release it. Well, I, I can talk about it anyway. I mean, it's, yeah, go ahead. You know, sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just really unprepared for this. Um, you know, we the monastery has been up and running for six months now. And I mean, things are really going well. There's a lot of meditators coming. The uh, meditation meditator schedule is booked for a couple of months out in advance. It's, it's great. There's a lot of things going on. Um, and we're just, we're looking to gauge support for whether this monastery is able to continue on well past, uh, you know, well past when our lease ends, which is in August. So we're just looking to uh, gauge support for that. Hopefully, you know, people are interested in supporting the monastery and the meditation center well beyond what we already have the funds for, which is, um, actually this was another thing I needed to check on, but it's somewhere between June and August. So just looking to uh, gauge support beyond that. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you, Bhante. And with that, I think we'll end for the night. So thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night. Thank you, Bhante.